the grace of an angel. When I met Alice, I fell in love straight away. It happened like you would expect a scene in a Hollywood romance to occur. She was walking down the street with her arms full of Christmas presents and her head in the clouds, trying to avoid the patches of sidewalk where last night's rain had pulled into icy death traps. We did, as would have been expected, crash headfirst into each other. The poor old Alice's carefully packaged presents went flying all over the place. Alice was gracious and apologetic, even though no one was to blame. She was also a little embarrassed by the box of saucy underwear that spilt its contents on the road, explaining to me in hushed tones that it was a present to herself for all the hard work over the year. We exchanged numbers, began dating after Christmas, and slowly but surely fell in love with each other. We were married the following year, and the year after that, we bought our first house together. Actually, more of a basement studio apartment, but enough for us to call home. Alice was older than me by one year, although she was so pretty she could have passed for half her age. We did everything together, and we were extremely happy in marriage. It would have been a perfect romantic Hollywood film if two days before her 34th birthday and a week before our anniversary, an elderly gentleman from the west coast of Canada repatriated to the United States after leaving home for adventure and love had not forgotten to stock up on milk and bread and sweet and sherry for the festive season, and decided to make the usually once-a-month trip to the general store the day after the coldest temperatures in New England had made the puddles on the pavement thick blocks of ice. Can you see where this romance turns into a tragedy? Alice had been out cycling, herself picking up last-minute Christmas delicacies, and when this blathering octogenarian idiot took his car for a spin down the hills of Pheasant Walk, lost control on a segment of black ice, thundered up the sidewalk, carved through Alice, and plowed into a haberdashery. Alice couldn't get out of the way of the Oldsmobile, and ended up in a twisted mess on the frozen cold stone. A bottle of port smashed into smithereens around her, her bicycle helmet cracked in two, and orange is tumbling right to the bottom of Pheasant Walk, where innocent bystanders were beginning to walk up to the accident. Hands over mouths where scarves couldn't reach to cut off the chill. She was dead instantly, I was told by a mortician. Dead almost before she hit the ground was his verdict. As though had the surface been made of rubber or marshmallow or something intrinsically soft, there may have been a chance of her living. I was devastated. Alice was my soulmate, my lover, and the woman who had agreed, albeit reluctantly, and after many years of pestering, to be the mother of my children. I found out why when the will was read. Alice, it turned out, was a woman of many secrets. She was twenty-six when we met, and had always been a little reticent to discuss her past. The past turned up in flesh and blood three rows behind me in the offices of the lawyers Alice had confided in to read her last earthly desires. Grace was sixteen then, and in every aspect looked so much like her mother. I had to do several double-takes, wondering what the hell I was doing at the will-reading of a woman who had not died, but gone back in time eighteen years. I was astonished and so scared of what was happening. I was blinded to the actual truth until it was repeated to me by several people until all of them were blue in the face. Not only had Alice failed to tell me she had a daughter from a previous marriage, the father of this hidden affair nowhere to be seen, but that Grace was now my responsibility. She had elected me as her legal guardian, in the event that we ourselves weren't able to have children. Poor Grace had been in and out of foster homes for sixteen years and looked so baked by the experience she was hardly able to string more than a handful of words together to make a sentence. When she finally moved in with me, after all the legal towing and froing, and sat down on the chair that Alice would have preferred, she looked so much like my dead wife, trapped in an angel of mercy. I couldn't look directly at her for fear my soul would be taken by the devil. I thought that this miracle that I was seeing before me 
I would one day have to pay for. I took Alice's death hard, but in some ways, Grace being around me made it easier for me. When I say she reminded me of an angel, I mean that in the most literal sense possible. She was an adorable young girl. Kind, humble, naive, innocent, and incredibly beautiful. When she finally moved in, she was seventeen, and had hardly experienced any of the aspects of life that dull senses and make people as brutish as they can be. She was the ray of light in my life that kept me going, when the woman she became to look more like every day was being lost to me. Some days in my confusion, either through grief or drink, or the days I had woken in the night and stumbled around the house confused until Grace found me, I would call her Alice, and Alice, who is Grace and not my wife, would lead me back to the bed and talk to me, calmly, and tell me it was all right and I could go on. Grace became so much like Alice to me she began to replace the memories I had of Alice in my head. I think it was then that I fell in